couple of the biggest ones, like if you are a, a straight ally that loves the outdoors, don't forget about your LGBTQ friends or family members. Like feel free to invite them along to go with you out on a on a camping trip or a hiking trip or something. Don't think, oh, they're gay, so they're not going to be into that. Um, you know, maybe they haven't ever done that, but maybe you can be the one that helps get them involved in that. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 135 of Life in Motion. I've got Justin Yurder with me from LGBT Plus Outdoors. They help, help connect the LGBTQ plus community to the outdoors while fostering a love for nature. I'm excited to hear a story and why his nonprofit's mission is so important. Justin, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes, me too. And I'm excited to get into, uh, as, as I mentioned, kind of all the things you're doing uh, with your nonprofit and the importance of it. But before we do that, let's start with who Justin is. You know, where are you from? Where you grew up? Kind of hobbies you had growing up? What, what kind of led you down this um outdoor lifestyle path yeah so i i currently live in fort worth texas but i grew up um in rural missouri uh south of kansas city about 45 minutes outside of a tiny town called garden city missouri um i spent most of my childhood growing up on my grandparents farm um and that's kind of what fostered the love for the outdoors to begin with um I think most people that grow up in a country setting either grow up loving the outdoors or end up hating it and move to the city. I I do love the outdoors, but I moved <laughs> to the city anyways. <laughs> um, yes. So I grew up, um, you know, doing anything that a country kid does, you know, running barefoot down the creeks and exploring the woods and camping with your friends and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that just grew with me. Uh, later on in life, as we got a little older, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Um, we went camping a few times and um, I grew up in a very religious family um, and our church actually would often go uh, camping and do canoe trips and things like that down in, I think your area, um, Springfield, Missouri, um, sort of down by Table okay. Rock and, yeah. and all that. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, later on in life, I moved away, moved to Texas, um, and uh, I also gained a big passion for Africa. So I've been to Africa quite a few times, and and love the outdoor experience there. Um, and um, yeah, I'm trying to decide on which way to take this because it could go very, <laughs> very many different ways at this point. <laughs> no. Well, I'll, 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 I'll say for a second, you know, I, I, um, you know, I'm in, in Missouri now, but, you know, I grew up in Virginia and a very small town it sounds similar to, to your case. And, you know, I was the same way, loved, loved going outside, exploring, getting out of troubles with friends, making forts, all that good yeah. stuff. But, you know, when it was time to, to graduate from high school, it's like, I'm going to go to the city. Um, <laughs> and so, so I did that whole thing and now I'm back in the country again. So it's kind of funny how it goes full, uh, full circle, but yeah. Um, so, so obviously, you know, growing up uh, with your brothers, going on church trips and that stuff, grandparents, uh, pretty big impact. So where did the interest for um, Africa come from? I have no idea. <laughs> um, 
I the only thing that I can really figure out is watching like National Geographic as a kid. But I remember from man time I was probably seven, eight, nine years old that I wanted to go to Africa one day. Um, and so uh, that's the only place that I, I can really pinpoint it to. I do remember watching lots of wildlife shows and animal shows when I was a kid. Um, but my love for Africa isn't just about the the wildlife and the nature, but it's also about the people and the culture. And I've been so fortunate to work with a lot of different uh, nonprofits in Africa doing things like um, AIDS and HIV relief work with kids, working in different schools, different projects like that. Um, but of course, my my love for Africa, the wildlife is is huge as well. Uh, one of the highlights being um, when my husband got to go with me for the first time to Africa and we went to Kenya. And um, after we got done doing some of the charity work, we also went to do a safari in um, on the Serengeti during the Great Migration. So <laughs> it was pretty incredible. And out of all the safaris that I've done in Africa, that was the best one that I've ever been in. So he got kind of spoiled right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all that no that sounds amazing especially you know not not only you know like you said being able to um enjoy the the people and the wildlife but you know doing some good while you're while you're there and I'm sure yeah um you know it's it's a very probably uh eye opening and kind of uh humbling experience almost to to see that and, and you know people in different circumstances and what they have and what they don't have and then you know you flash back to home you're like you know you have a bad day and you're like what what am I complaining for? Right. Like it was it kind of like that effect yeah. or oh totally. And I would I would take teams over with me, uh, oftentimes high school and college age students. And sometimes after a trip, I'd have a, a mom or dad reach out to me and be like, What did you do to my kid on this trip? <laughs> they come back and they actually like cleaning their room and doing dishes and helping out with chores. And <laughs> it's it's amazing how it can impact you because the people over there while a lot of them have very little, especially the ones that we work with, um, are some of the happiest and most joyful people you ever meet in your life. And it's just an incredible experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's inspiring. And, and, you know, everybody that I've spoken with that, that have, um, you know, ex experienced, uh, you know, places like that, you know, they say the exact same thing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they have. They still have a smile on their face and, you know, their family around them and friends and all that stuff, which is, you know, it's, it's inspiring. So um yeah so so you had your you know a couple uh trips to africa and that kind of stuff where i guess where uh you know i guess as you got farther into the the traveling and the outdoors and the adventure kind of what what were kind of the next steps yeah so honestly um i i came out in 2010 and when i did that um i went through a process of really having to like find myself um and the outdoors took a back seat during this time i looking back on it i wish that it didn't because i believe that the outdoors has a lot of health benefits um especially mental health benefits that i think could have been uh, very beneficial to me during that time but that honestly was the last thing on my mind i my coming out was very difficult um as a lot are and not as difficult as some people experience but um uh, my family and especially my parents really wanted to do nothing 
to do with the guy that I was in, involved with. Um, uh, his name is Patrick. He's the reason that I came out. Honestly, we we started dating in 2010, and um, only guy I've ever dated, and it stuck. And today we're married and happy, and life no. is good. <laughs> um, but during that time, it was very difficult because I grew up in a very conservative family. That you know, I. I was taught in Sunday school that gays are going to burn in hell and that's what they deserve um, and all this stuff, you know? And so I had to uh, deprogram my mind and get my mind and my heart to align, which took a few years, but after it did, then the outdoors really came back into my life again and um, introduced Patrick to a lot of the outdoors things that I enjoyed, which kind of started involving uh, revolving around um or involving rather, um, trying to find groups that were LGBTQ friendly to get involved with, which I had a hard time finding that then led to starting LGBT outdoors. Interesting. It's, um, yeah, no, that's well, one the, uh, I guess, uh, you, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you all are still, still together, you know, he was the one that, that, uh, you know, kind of pushed you to, you know, be yourself in that sense. And, you know, I, I assumed, you know, when you were name dropping that you say, oh, yeah, you know, he's a, who I married in the end. So I'm, I'm glad that's how it ended. Um, but, <laughs> right. Um, no, that's that's awesome. And, and honestly, I was, I was a little surprised because I thought that, you know, you might say that you leaned a little bit more on the outdoors kind of during, you know, when you were kind of navigating that water at the time. Um, and so but that yeah. you took a step back and then came came back to it, which is which is awesome. And then to be able to kind of bring uh, Patrick along for the, for the uh, outdoor adventure ride as well. Um, so when you, when you all were looking for those, those types of uh, uh, groups that, you know, supported um, uh, the LGBTQ uh, community, was it, was, I guess, was the issue that there just weren't any, or there were other organizations that weren't like welcoming? Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, you know, I don't want to say necessarily that I, there was organizations that weren't wel welcoming. I think the biggest thing was I had a hard time finding them um, because I would do searches for like, you know, LGBTQ hiking groups or or stuff like that. And in, in our area, I just wasn't finding it. Um, you know, there were several other organizations around the country that was doing things locally, but not on a national level. Um, so it's just really hard to find them. And the one thing that I didn't want to do is get involved with a group and not feel like I couldn't be authentically myself. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a white cis male, so I come, I can come across straight, but I don't, I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to not be 100% authentically myself. I did, I went through that enough of my life and I didn't want to go back um, to doing that. So whichever group I wanted to be a part of or was going to be a part of, I was going to be authentically myself and true to myself. And being in Texas, I, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, how that would roll with just any group. And so I think that that's where my hesitance was from jumping in with another group. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. specifically geared towards the the gay community. Yeah, that no, I mean that that make that makes sense. Um, or, or you know, I, I can understand it in that sense. So, so you know, you didn't really find or weren't able to find anybody or any groups close close to you. So that's where this whole idea came from in the first place. So what I guess what were those initial like I guess steps to 
you know, find others within the community that are also searching for the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of, the way this all started really was with an Instagram. And I, I really felt like the Instagram was where I was going to leave things that was going to be, that was going to be what I was going to do, you know, and on, on it, I was planning on a highlighting LGBTQ people that love the outdoors while at the same time trying to encourage LG, LGBTQ people to get active in the outdoors. And so it's just going to be, you know, featuring different people and sharing a little bit about them and, and, and going that route um, to, to my surprise that really took off. Um, and we started getting a lot of messages pretty early on from people saying, you know, like I found my tribe, I've, I've got connected from, you know, one fly fisherman in, in, I think it was New York got connected to a fly fisherman in New York or uh, uh, was it? California. Um, and they were like, I thought I was the only gay person that liked fly fishing and all these connections started happening. And I was like, this is just an Instagram account. You know, this is, this isn't an organization. This isn't a Facebook group. It, it's a simple Instagram account and all this stuff was happening. And it made me realize there's more to this than just an Instagram account. And so from there we started growing and, um, launched a website still, we were still nothing official, you know, we weren't an LLC or a nonprofit or anything. We would, <laughs> we were just a name and just a website, but we were starting to host um, different blogs to try to teach people how to get active and do different things outdoors that took off, you know, and then it went to the next level of, okay, um, it's time to turn this into something. And um, not to dive into it too far, but I did have a, a nonprofit before that um, was part of doing charity work in Africa. And when I came out, because my board was so conservative, um, they kind of basically took it away from me and shut oh. it down because they didn't think that I was fit to be working with kids. Um, and so I always said, I'm never starting a nonprofit again. I will never do that because while it's your baby and it's your dream and, and you might be the founder, your board is the one that has ultimate control. Whereas yeah. like an LLC or a business, you're the one that has ultimate control. So I was like, I'm never going to do that again. But here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a friend that's a lawyer in Colorado. And after talking with him a few times, he he really showed me like a nonprofit is the best way to go for this. And so that's how we ended up setting it up. Well, that's, well, I guess one besides the, uh, the the not so pleasant experience at the uh, with the, your previous one at least you you had the knowledge of like the inner workings of a nonprofit which I'm sure kind of helped jumpstart you know that whole process as well um, and of course you know having the right the right people around you so so you made it yeah. official you had a website um, you know you're you're growing this following on Instagram um, and and finding all these people with within the community that are connecting with each other which is awesome so. I guess, what, what, I guess, what, what were the next steps from there as far as, um, you know, kind of taking it to that next level as far as, you know, following through with, with getting the community outdoors and connecting with people and maybe um, yeah. in-person stuff and whatnot? Yeah, so um, our mission statement at that point, once we got the nonprofit set up, was to connect the LGBTQ community to the outdoors and to each other. So it's like, okay, what's the next step in doing that and actually putting 
bigger feet underneath it rather than just being something that lives online. And the first aspect of that that we decided to try to pursue was um, our ambassador program. Now, granted, our we we say that we've officially started in 2019. Um, so not that long ago and also right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we took the ambassador program very slowly. One benefit about the pandemic for us was that it was okay to do things outside. Um, so that, that kind of worked in our favor. Um, but we started with two ambassadors, one in Houston, Texas, and one in Fort Worth, Texas, doing very small activities outside. And um, it was amazing to see and hear the stories that came from the events that they led. Um, right now we have events, or we have ambassadors from coast to coast. Um, I I think we have around 20, 20, 25 right now. Okay. Um, and they do events every other month in their community. Um, they decide what they're going to do. And we've had events from fishing to camping to hikes, um, you know, just whatever and everything that is involved outdoors. You know, it's up to the ambassadors what they're going to do. We help handle the backside of it um, as far as release forms and setting it up and, and all that advertising and whatnot. But they they are the on the ground and, and make the events happen. Um, so that was the first thing that really took off. And we we have been really excited about it. And we say that the ambassador program is the heartbeat of our organization because um, our ambassadors literally are are fulfilling our mission across the U.S. and Canada. Um, our next thing that we did from there was what we call LGBT Outdoor Fest. And this is an event we do once a year. Um, we started it um, in Texas, we did it twice in Texas. Then we took it to Colorado, um, this year, um, in Estes park. And then next year we're bringing it back to Texas in September again. And we'll probably be rotating between Texas and Colorado for a couple of years before maybe looking at taking it out East. Um, but this is a national event where people come together from across the U S we have instructors that, um, lead events. Uh, or not events, they lead uh, workshops on all kinds of outdoor activities, fly fishing, kayaking, um, nature photography, um, hiking, backpacking, just all these different activities that people can come in, um, spend a weekend with their own family, their own community, um, LGBTQ people that might love the outdoors or might just be interested in getting involved. Um, and they they sit around, they have campfire conversations that really bond them together. We have different activities that we do. And then they do all these workshops. And so when they go back to their homes, they have new ideas and new uh, new friends, new, new uh, skills to be able to put some of this to use and hopefully get some of their friends then involved in the outdoors. That's awesome. And so so like with the ambassadorship program and then uh, the event or the festival, how, how, I guess, have those uh, participation numbers gone? Obviously, the ambassador program is pretty big um, and traveling with the festival and stuff. So does it does it seem to grow, yeah. grow every time that you've done it? Yeah, it has. Um, again, you know, like we've the, so the events as far as the ambassador events, 
we can those can be as few as you know two or three people and i think the biggest that we've had was around 23 24 people at an event but a lot of it depends too on where they are because a lot some of our ambassadors are in very rural and and harder tougher areas to be able to get up and running and others are in major cities like Denver, you know, where you love the outdoors anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a lot easier. Um, so those vary a lot, especially just like I said, depending on the location. Um, as far as the LGBT Outdoor Fest, um, where this year was really the year of really coming out of the pandemic that we did it. So I think the first year we did it, we had, I think, around 35 that did it, uh, that went. And I think... This year, we had around 50, 55 that went to it. Um, so we're not talking about crazy numbers, but again, um, we, like I said, we were fighting COVID and different variants that were coming up and just, you know, all of that. So we're excited to see what next year is going to be. Um, we really think we're going to have a really big turnout for that now that we are really putting COVID behind us, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that's still awesome though. You know, the, the different numbers and, you know, each, each person that, that you all connect with, you know, they're, they're going to tell their friends and so on and so forth and it'll just kind of grow from there. So it's, it's, so that, that initial traction is awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're just going to go up and up from there. You know, I think, you know, we're not exactly sure what path we'll go. It, it might turn into a thing where we end up doing two a year at some point. But for right now, we're focused on, like I said, Texas and Colorado. Um, and I think then in the next, at least probably next two, maybe three years, then we'll look at adding a third one out on the East Coast somewhere um, and then rotate between the three. And the great thing, the cool thing about rotating too is that you know you might have a big group that comes into Texas and they they get to know each other and whatnot and some of them are from Colorado and so then the the Texas people want to go to the Colorado event to be able to see their friends that they've made and be able to be able to attend it out there and it's a totally different experience you know um, our Texas one we we camp in tents it's it's all camp related we had tents that were donated by Sierra Design for us to be able to use for this so if somebody doesn't have tents we have ones that we can provide. Um, and we're in Texas where it's flat and it was right on the lake and, <laughs> and a lot warmer. And then like Colorado, we were at the YMCA and we rented the biggest lodge that they had and could. Um, and so we, everybody stayed in, in a big lodge and kind of a dorm type setting. And it was indoors and in the mountains and, you know, we listening to Elk Bugling in the morning and it was just a totally different experience. So it's fun to see people that are traveling to the different locations to be able to experience it and get a whole whole new uh, perspective and a whole new um, experience out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So are there are there any like, I guess, like, you know, I guess, inspiring type stories that have come out of that, that, you know, uh, you know, maybe someone who's not as comfortable in their skin as, as they should be, you know, for whatever reason, for outsider perspectives or whatnot. And, and maybe, you know, they being around that, that outdoor community with people that are, that are similar in that sense. Like, I mean, have, have you heard like different like stories, I guess, of, of, of kind yeah. of breaking down their own barriers because of other people's judgments. I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to say that or not, but I don't know if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many inspiring stories. And I think that that's one of the big things that really um, compelled me to move forward with this um, as fast as we did. Um, you know, like thinking of one ambassador story, one of the first ones we did, uh, Jacob, our Houston ambassador, he did a fishing event um, and he was sharing with me afterwards, you know, at that event, there were gay people, there were lesbian people, there were singles, there were couples, there was one guy that was not out um, yet. Um, they had people that were, you know, doing conventional fishing, they had some that were doing fly fishing, they, they had some that was bass fishing, some catfish fishing, all these different types of, of, of people and different types of fishing that came together. And he said, at one point, we were sitting underneath this bridge, listen, <laughs> listening to, I forget who it was, Britney Spears or somebody, <laughs> uh, like, of course you guys were. Um, and he asked them, like, how many of you have ever gone fishing with other gay people before? And everybody said that they never had before. They've only done it with straight friends or straight family members before. And it it was really an emotional and touching moment for them to be able to experience something that they love so much with other people who were like them. When it comes to Outdoor Fest, we haven't had one yet where we haven't had people cry in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I will clarify that in a good way. Um, and it's just, it's a powerful time. You know, we had a workshop that really threw people off at the Colorado one um, that one of our staff members did our our um, marketing and brand relations director Tierra in Colorado. She led a a painting workshop and left it pretty vague on what they were going to be doing. But your your mind goes to oh, we're probably going to be painting you know a nature scene or or the mountains or the trees that we're seeing around. But instead, she was in that environment, but had them do paintings that um depicted themselves and how they would see themselves um and it turned into more of a painting therapy type of a workshop and people as they were painting about themselves and how they seen themselves represented in this beautiful setting um they were also sharing their coming out stories and you know some people have good coming out stories and other people don't but when you can share your story with others it makes you stronger and empowers you and lets you know that there's other people in the community that have your back. And, um, it was really powerful. Yeah, no, I could, I could imagine how that was. And, and especially kind of like you said, the, the curveball that was thrown there, um, you know, yeah, uh, to kind of change that perspective and, you know, kind of paint, paint what you envision yourself as and, and having that, um, that, that friendship around you of, of, you know, being able to share those similar stories with others and, and kind of strengthening in that way. So, so as you, you know, continue to, to grow, grow this in the community, you know, kind of what, what are the next steps? Or um, I guess also, are there any other resources that I might've skipped over that you all um, offer as far as, um, you know, outside of the, the, per the in-person events and the online community and stuff? Yeah, there's one other that we're working on right now. Um, it's it's really new, so we don't have the reason. I'm going to go ahead and say the results of this up yet on the website, but we have uh, what we're calling the LGBT Outdoors Visibility Survey. Um, it's really quite an informal survey that we're doing with LGBTQ people, but um, 
there isn't much uh, statistics out there on what percentage of the LGBTQ community loves the outdoors or is in fact is uh, is active in different outdoor activities or shops and outdoor retailers or anything like that. And we are really wanting to know what that looks like. So we've created this survey that is on our website, which is just LGBT outdoors, um, to be able to gain more information about this. And, you know, we're also gaining about, you know, have you ever experienced um, discrimination like in an outdoor setting, whether that be going out on a trail or in a retail store? Um, and, and there's some really good information that we're getting back from this. And we're about ready to start posting the first results of that. Um, and it's really been, I don't know what I want to say. I was going to say it's been really shocking um, to hear some of the things that have taken place. Um, but then again, not really, because that's kind of what we were expecting, unfortunately. Um, you know, just one example, we had somebody give people the opportunity to in the survey to share their story if they want. And one person shared uh, real briefly, uh, kind of um, in a nutshell, he when he was trying to really find himself, he would go onto a trail behind his apartment complex and kind of do the expressing himself, listening to music on a trail and dancing and catwalking and just, you know, getting in touch with nature, but also trying to figure out who he was. And um, one time after he was done out there, he opened up his Snapchat because on Snapchat, you can see stories from the area that you're in. Oh. And somebody had filmed him without him knowing it and posted it on their Snapchat and said something along the lines of, um, even these woods are full of fairies. And he had no idea that anybody even did this. And so like the, the, you know, oftentimes people say, well, why do we need this organization? Why do we need an organization that's just LGBTQ related? You know, I've even heard people say like, you know, the squirrels don't care. The trees don't care. And it's like, yes, mother nature doesn't care, but other people do, you know, and oftentimes people don't want to go out on trails, you know, feeling like, authentically themselves they don't want to be able to let people know that they're gay you know because they're afraid of what might happen to them and this is just one of the examples of of discrimination that can happen without even knowing it um so that's a big thing that we're doing and and we want to bring um we want people to know that a lot more people love the outdoors in the lgbtq community than what people think and we kind of want a seat at that table, especially when it comes to, to um, retail. Um, we want, not in a financial way, but we want gear and equipment and, and stores to be welcoming to the community. Um, so that's a big part of what we're doing too. Down the road, you know, like if we're looking down the road and you want to know my big dreams with it, my big dream with it is that one day we have an LGBTQ outdoors campground slash headquarters so campground that is just strictly lgbtq related and friendly as well as a uh, headquarters for us to be able to have a lot of these events um on our own property um and i could see you know eventually one day having one here in texas and one in in, in colorado possibly and so i don't know I'm, I'm one that's not afraid to dream and as fast as <laughs> this has been growing um you know 
I don't think there's really much of a limit on where we could take it, you know, especially with some of the partners that have been coming on board. We've just been blown away um, from partners that have reached out to us that have been working with us from Sierra Designs and Hyperlite Mountain Gear, Winnebago, um, Gore-Tex, uh, Superfeet. You know, I'm not going to be able to name them all, but there's a lot of these <laughs> big companies that are seeing what we're doing and they're like, yeah, we want to be a part of that. And when I hear that, then that makes me be like, okay, we're, we're really doing something here that's really making a difference if, if companies like that get excited about it. Absolutely. And that, that makes sense. Um, and, and, I, and I love it. And kind of going back to the, uh, the visibility survey or whatnot, um, one, that story sort of makes your blood boil a little bit um, yeah. that people are just uh jerks i'll say um <laughs> especially it... when they're behind a screen right like... <laughs> yeah 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 like oh you're big and bad right okay right um <laughs> anyways but but it you know it, it seems like that's going to be really helpful especially as you start releasing kind of um the results or whatever however you want to term that um not only to make you know the the gay community you know maybe feel more comfortable in a sense because they kind of kind of this the same story with you know bringing the you know the different events and stuff together but also you know you can look at it from a public side like okay how can we shift you know the the average joe's you know mindset to this where where it can you know finally be a, a fully kind of welcoming environment so that would be kind of really interesting to see as as those kind of results kind of, kind of compile um to to make that change Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that we have the first results, you know, the first part of, of January. Um, I think that we'll probably be relaunching out and, and letting everybody know what the first results of those are. But um, as we get more and more people to fill it out, obviously, that's going to help us out a lot more. And we'll be updating our website with the information as we get it. Um, so I don't know what that looks like exactly. You know, it might be every six months that we update it, probably. Um, but um, yeah, the more people that we can get to fill it out, the the more it's going to help us, the community and, and getting the outdoors to be more diversified. Absolutely. And, and so, so to that point, uh, you know, one question I always like to ask is kind of a, a piece of advice for our listeners. Um, and, and I think it goes, you know, obviously, you know, the, the entire conversation, you know, about, you know, people being in almost unwelcoming circumstances, what I guess, like I guess, is like a global, you know, kind of community standpoint. But what what can people do, you know, straight people or businesses or organizations, that kind of stuff, to actually, you know, walk the walk and and help create those welcoming spaces where you know different individuals do feel comfortable to go outside and and express themselves and, and dance around or whatever, go hiking, you know, fishing, fly fishing, all this all this great stuff like yeah what where does where does that start for you like what is that advice for like somebody to start oh there, there's so many avenues that i i would love to run down with it um, <laughs> a couple of the biggest ones like if you are a, a straight ally that loves the outdoors don't forget about your lgbtq friends or family members like feel free to invite them along to go with you out on a on a camping trip or a hiking trip or something don't think oh they're gay so they're not going to be into that um, you know, maybe they haven't ever done that, but maybe you can be the one that helps get them involved in that. So that's one thing that I would say as far as, um, our straight allies go, as far as businesses go, um, we, 
We definitely want need more visibility. Um, we definitely want to be able to feel like we are welcome in your establishment. We also want to know that when we're buying gear and 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 products that we're not helping support hate or and bigotry. So um, I know for me and a lot of my friends, we are looking at your Instagrams. We are looking at your websites. We are seeing where you're donating money to. Um, not to get political, but politically, <laughs> you know, um, we are, we're looking to see where your money is going. We're seeing, we want to be able to see like your Instagram scrolling through, you know, is there, is there anything that lets us know that you are, um, LGBTQ friendly and also not just on pride month as well. Like that's yeah. a big thing too. Like, Oh, pride month's here. We're going to, you know, throw a post out to the LGBTQ community and then the rest of the year, 11 months, we don't hear anything about it. You know, that's going to affect you in the wrong way, too, you know, um, because then we're just saying, oh, OK, this is this is a, a once a month thing for you. Um, but at the same time, we're not asking that you just, you know, your whole social media is all you know, rainbows and unicorns and stuff. You know, um, that's not what we're asking either. We we just want to be able to be recognized and know that your place that we are welcome to. So those are my two biggest things. Um, there's there's a lot more I can do <laughs> on that, but but I won't for for now. Um, if no. anybody wants more, they can they can reach out to me, and I'm happy um, happy to discuss more. Definitely, definitely, and, and both both of those make complete sense. You know, when you're you know when you're looking at you know your friend, for example, it's no different than you know maybe oh they're they're not going to enjoy the outdoors for whatever reason. Well. Are you going to say that about your other friend that's straight if he's never done it either or she's never done it either? So it's it, it's like a it's a it's a dumb barrier, I guess. Um, and, and very and, much. Yeah, very much so is. And, you know, like, you know, I, I, I fully admit that the LGBTQ community is it's very much known for going to the clubs and the parties and, and that kind of thing. But a big part of that is because that's where they feel welcome. That's where they know like their people, there's going to be other people like them there. Um, but if we can provide a place, you know, that is uh, an alternative, you know, as, especially when somebody's coming out, a lot of people have um, deal with drug addiction and alcoholism and different, different things like that, where a club and a bar might not be the best place. But if we can get them in an outdoor setting that helps lower blood pressure and take away stress and mental relief and all of this, then, um, then that's what we want to be able to help do as well. Absolutely. And so, so to that point, where, where can people find you online again, um, to, you know, see, see, um, uh, what events or whatnot are, are in their area to get involved, yeah. uh, and check out your Instagram, all that good stuff, um, in, in the visibility as well. Yeah, so our Instagram is just LGBT Outdoors. Our main um, Facebook group is also just LGBT Outdoors. If we have an ambassador in the state you're in, um, it's just going to be LGBT Outdoors and the abbreviation of the state. So like LGBT Outdoors TX for Texas to be able to find the groups on uh, Facebook. Those are all also on our website. Um, which is lgbtoutdoors.com. Um, my personal Instagram, if anybody wants that, is I am Justin Yoder. Um, and those are the best ways to reach out to us. Um, my email is uh, justin at lgbtoutdoors.com. 
Awesome. Well, everyone, definitely uh, make sure you check them out, uh, see what they have going on, see how you can get involved and, uh, you know, just get some inspiration for for being uh, more more welcoming yourself, uh, no matter uh, which which uh, in you're on there. So I, I appreciate you taking the time today, uh, Justin, to share your story um, and the awesome things that you're doing. Uh, and I can't can't wait to see this thing grow. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that you had me and I um yeah, I can't wait to see it grow too and see where we go from here. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion. Until next time.